Welcome to the Gear Slum. <laughs> Your one-stop shop for all things guitar culture nonsense. I am Aaron. I'm Phil. I'm Cole. And I'm John. Hello, John. <laughs> Here we go. Should we tell them? Should we tell them what just happened? Guys, remember, remember how last week I was complaining about Aaron and his uh, audio a lot, and how it was having a negative effect on the podcast. We just we just went about ten minutes without without me recording, so I think I I'm no longer allowed to complain it was about seven that. Minutes in heaven, and none of you <laughs> will ever hear it. Yeah. Oh man, it was seven... good stuff too. Seven minutes of golden content that we're going to do our best to repeat right now. And we talked repeat about it. <laughs> I was getting deep, guys. The office. We talked about family. <laughs> talked about life. <laughs> talked about world domination briefly. Dying on the inside right now. <laughs> Cole has no soul. I made an awesome sexual harassment joke that I feel bad about doing again because of how did. odd that would be. I made a pun, a a dirty pun about guys jamming on their rig. <laughs> um, we made a bathroom joke. It wasn't a little There's, bit of everything. It wasn't a yeah. clonking alone. A little joke, bit of everything. So, so John, don't know John. So John, what John, do you do for a living? I build. Let's just say John over and over again. John. I. John. John. So John. John. It's so this is John. Weird. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. Oh no, it's fine. Uh, this is odd. <clears throat> I am John. <laughs> I build things, and I employ people who build things, and that is all you need to know. Made in America, suckas. Always made in America with mostly Chinese parts. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. We use a lot of American-made parts, but a lot of that crap. Even like your China. wood? You even import the wood from China, and it's like, why? That's not even financially sound. But... Tell us about your wood. Well, okay then. It's, it's you, quite large. Company... <laughs> and it's very straight, and it's very Many... dense. Many shades of all right colors dense. It, dense you know, dense. typically it's a dark brown. Uh-huh. <laughs> my, Let me my, ask you this question. Oh, pause, pause, pause. My okay, wife pause. was about to walk out of the house, <laughs> and she's dying laughing at the door. Came back she's in. only hearing my side of this. <laughs> Tell her the rest is worse. The other side is worse. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> she's gone. <laughs> is she gone? She's gone. I like for good. Say, or just... Get her on the mic for a second. <laughs> yeah, for good. Wow. Okay, this this is much worse than last time. It is. It is. <laughs> it's also great. Oh. It's good. People anyway. So John hey. is um let me see if I can get this right. Founder okay. and mm-hmm. CEO. Correct. Of Creation Music Company. That is correct. All right. How long have we been here? I'll quiz you. How long have we been been in business? Since Ooh. Go ahead, Phil. Uh it, three years. Mm. June 2013. There you go. Okay, so almost three. Okay. Okay. John, let me ask you this. You deal a lot with wood. Yep. So a lot of your products are wooden. You have like toppers and things. What is your Lots favorite? Lots of things to step on. What's your favorite yep. wood? <sighs> you know, we work with walnut every day, and it, it really is my favorite. But if I'm going to get real specific... Uh, the wood we used for my last board, which is a spalted zebra wood, was probably my favorite to date. Nice. Oh, nice. Yeah. Jeez. 
It was it was nuts. My brother made some speakers out of with zebra wood mm-hmm. way back in the day, and it's it's pretty like is it pretty three dimensional? Mm-hmm. Well, and, and the spalted zebra wood that we had was very yeah. different. So normally, like a, a quarter sawn zebra wood is a very straight, tight grain, and depending on which way yeah, you look, it's like yeah, and depending on which, but it's still kind of flamey though. Yeah, depending on which way you look at it. it Oh, John. Uh, John, you're crapping out. <laughs> this is the best podcast. <laughs> Guys, we're um, professional podcasters. This is episode 25. We've been doing this for 25 weeks. We've been doing this almost half a year now. Oh, it's kind of crazy. I wonder what that episode 25. I wonder what episode 25 of 60 Cycle Home was like. We never got that far. Yeah, we John. don't. We stopped paying attention. John, are Wait, you what? there? I'm here. You can you hear oh, me? Oh, he's back. We oh, lost you for a minute. You you crapped oh. out when you were talking about zebra wood. Yeah. Oh, well that sucks. I'm sorry. <clears throat> were were you talking the whole time? I was. <laughs> so that's twice okay. now. So John's now, giving wait a minute. beautiful speeches and we've lost both of them. <laughs> okay, cool. wait a minute. John, <laughs> yes. I want to hear about zebra wood, but I also want your professional opinion about burl. Okay. I don't know why I have like a mild obsession with Burlwood, but I do. Well, it's beautiful for one. I mean, what do you do? You do any Burl? I don't have uh, the supplier we have doesn't have the best access to any sort of Burlwood. I can get it in veneers, but that's pointless for what we do. Um, mm. So a lot of the timber we get, um, we just we can get some great flame maple and things like that. We can even get some walnut occasionally that has some flaming in it, but. We seem to have the hardest time to get like a good burled walnut. What isn't isn't veneer? Couldn't you do like uh, volume toppers in 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 veneer? Or is that not? Well, is we veneer could. Not the same thing. No, we could. But that is you're you're correct. A veneer is a thin piece of wood. Um, volume volume toppers we get one eighth inch. Um, when I say ah. veneer, though, what what I'm talking about is our wood supplier. They sell. It's almost like a wallpaper. Like it's like paper okay. thin. Like it's a like, second of an inch or something like that. Yeah, it's ridiculously thin, and so that's what people use for you know veneering the front of like furniture. That's it's not. Gotcha. Okay. It, it wouldn't work for that. I have another wood would, question, and it would scratch easily. Okay. Would... Let's say you were hired by mm-hmm. a rich a rich couple. Okay. And your commission was to build a closet on a yacht. Oh, okay. what kind of wood would you use for the shoe closet? Huh? On a on a on a yacht, you say? On a yacht, yes. Assuming assuming that the wife of the couple is is wearing uh like an old fashioned eighties thong swimsuit too. Yeah, it's red. This was a movie, wasn't it? Really, yeah. really giant. I know what you're hair. referring to. I don't well, know. So it might be Goldie Hawn who hired you. Yeah, uh, okay. that's what I was thinking. Over yeah. yeah. You, you're probably Kurt Russell. Yeah. What wood would you use? <laughs> I would use the wood that my kids found in the woods because it would save me money. Okay. Wrong. Okay. Everyone knows <laughs> closets are made out of cedar. Everyone this knows. is true. It saves the – yeah, it keeps the moms away. I get it. But, but he had like five dirty kids, didn't he? He did. Yes. Okay. See, I thought you were going to – Aaron, I thought you were going to zag and say, so what kind of wood would you use to bash Goldie Hawn over the head oh, and kidnap oh, her? Geez. Wow. Harsh. I mean, no. that's that's essentially what happens, that's a right? Dark turn. No, she falls out. <laughs> oh, dude. She, falls, she goes overboard, and she wakes. She's not like an abduction. She wakes up. 
in the hospital with amnesia and he takes her home. He pretends. I home. hope so he, he, yes, he, he doesn't send her to doctor, but he doesn't do it. He doesn't intend to at first. He did. Phil, he I hope you're sitting amnesia. alone. Phil, I hope you're sitting alone at that Christian college when you talk about beating Goldie <laughs> Hawn over the head and you're not near other people. That's hilarious. <laughs> I am. I'm wondering. I'm, I'm wondering alone. There you go. I wonder what percentage of movies in the eighties were based solely on like their plot was based solely on someone getting amnesia. Because there were a lot of them. Wasn't that the f- wasn't that the uh, series finale of Full House? Didn't Michelle like fall off a horse and get amnesia in the episode, last episode? <laughs> oh, serious? I'm pretty sure. I sure, I sure hope that was so. that was the '90s though. But but still, point. and then she like wakes up and it was all the whole show was just a dream in the mind. She of used to read Word Up Magazine, something like that. I only think that yeah. I was thinking about Full House the other day because the new show Fuller House is on and they have season yeah. two. My wife wants to watch it, and I was like, oh, uh, tell her no. Stand John. firm, John. Did you watch the new? <laughs> did you watch the new season of Gilmore Girls? Oh, shut up! <laughs> I don't want to talk about that. That was an that was an afternoon I'll never get back. <laughs> I stopped watching. Just I know the listeners care about this. This is something that they all care deeply about. I I only watched like half of the first episode and I couldn't take it anymore. Oh well, really? Uh, well, yeah. it's worse than that. I had watched the whole series with my wife. Oh, so have I. Trust yeah. me. And and I'm sorry, but the new one, the last few seasons of the old one and the new one, Rory is just a horrible person. She she's a jerk, and and Lorelai was a jerk too. They're both, and it was like unrealistic. It was inconsistent with their characters. Yeah. Which it oh, was, I really yeah. need to break up with him. Yeah, you do. Don't be a jerk. Uh, yeah, that's. Oh, Rory. oh, Rory, come on. I can't watch that show now because I watched Parenthood and I was pretty into that. Um, yeah. So I don't know if I could go back and see her as another character. I don't think I watched Parenthood. So the mom, what's her name? Lorelai? Uh-huh. Yeah. She's she's like the the loser sister in Parenthood. That makes sense. Parenthood is one of those shows that is designed solely to make you cry. Yeah, like I my, cried so much during that show. My wife, my wife cries when she watches that show and she usually... It's really gets- good, though. <laughs> yeah. So, do you all of you guys have kids? I do not. Everyone else does. Okay. Uh, Cole has two on. boys. <laughs> Cole has two boys, and uh, I have one one boy. Okay. What about you? Uh, no. Married six Zero. years, no kids. Nice. Okay. So living it up. <laughs> so, Just John, got... let's talk. You want to talk about naps for a while? Oh, naps are awesome. <laughs> I try to take one right before the show. How often do you get to take a nap? once a week let's say on a daily basis what what time do you tend to wake up if you have uh, nothing to do if i had if you're no, not working if i had nothing to do i would be w- still awake by about nine nine thirty nine nine thirty that's good Phil, Cole. i hate you <laughs> why because <laughs> i couldn't sleep past six thirty if if i wanted to really <laughs> i could have nothing to do for the whole day but my kids are still i don't get to choose when i wake up Kids are like roosters who can talk. Okay. <laughs> yes, with fingers, <laughs> with, with fingers. and and a, and, a po- and opposable thumbs. Do roosters not have fingers. Roosters are birds, Cole. Hmm. They have toes. I'm gonna go look that up on Wikipedia. And they have wings. They have toes and they have wings. They don't yeah. have hands. You have to have hands Wait. and have fingers. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Chicken fingers, you guys. Oh, that's those true. are that not work? made from roosters, though. They're oh. made from hens. Yeah, I think they just put yeah. the name. Oh, so get this. I know this is a total tangent, but that reminded me. This guy listed on our, our local gear swap page. So like music gear, he lists 
he posted a picture of a Genesis and a Super and a Nintendo <laughs> and said, Hey, I'm really angry that Nintendo charged so much for those NES classics. So if you if you send me ten dollars, I'll show you how to pirate games essentially. Like well, okay. Like he literally was posting this on Facebook. Like if you Ven what's the is it Venmo? Is that one of the apps you can yeah, send money? Venmo. He's like, if you Venmo me $10 and he put his email address in there, then I'll show you how to download as many games as you want. And I was like, and he had, he had posted his iPhone for sale yesterday in the same group and I was making fun of him. And so I replied again and was like, you know, that's illegal, right? And he's like, dude, it's called file sharing. How could it be illegal? It's just sharing. <laughs> was, Bro, were you around for Napster? Oh gosh. I was like, I know. oh yeah, I guess. <laughs> Called sharing, and they couldn't call it that. They couldn't call them chicken fingers if chickens didn't have fingers, you know. Right. Exactly. What about chicken stars? Chicken. Ugh. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm a big fan of chicken nuggets, especially chicken McNuggets. Okay. Mm -hmm. But when chicken goes in different shapes, it makes me. See, it's crazy. I agree. When I lived in St. Louis, we had a White Castle, Mm -hmm. and I drove past it one day. It was like now serving chicken stars. I was like, what the crap is that? Yeah. Yeah. Those I've, are like a Carl's Jr. Yeah, Carl's Jr. Thing. has those. I've seen chicken rings before. Yeah, yeah, I've yeah. seen that. I'm Why? okay with dinosaur-shaped chicken nuggets just because dinosaurs, but anything else. <laughs> aren't, of, aren't McNuggets normally kind of shaped like dinosaurs just, just by what they are? Like, There's two McNuggets sort of shapes, are. John. There's, there's the, the semi-round shape, and there's the... No. There's I thought there was three. What's, what are the other ones? Look I know the, the oval Phil, and the boot. Phil, no, no shape doesn't count as a shape. There's definitely a boot. <laughs> there's definitely a there's, boot, and there's definitely an oval, and there's one yeah, more. Boot, oval. It, it's like oh, it's like a Millennium Falcon. It's kind of like that. <laughs> yes. Well, isn't that sort of the boot if you turn it sideways? No, because the boot is more like, uh, dang it, what is it? The no, it's like the, flat. There's, there's flat also on one the sort of like a lightning bolt, kind of. What yeah, there's that one. No. There's not. I'm starting to so think you have like some. You have some special McDonald's where they like test new designs of chicken nuggets no, or something. No, like apparently that. there are four. Yes. The bell. Thank you. The ball. The bell. The bone. The boot. However, <laughs> the bone is like is the like bell, a, the ball, a the bone, partially formed that's boot. That's episode title. And the, the bell is just a, a weird <laughs> ball. So there's really only two shapes. I don't care what they say. <laughs> the bell of the ball. <laughs> Nugget. Okay. So I was so I was up uh for work all last week. I was out doing an install, uh sound system install. Okay. And uh, it's like a new job, so I'm kind of trying to make a good impression on everyone and everything. I go out to eat one night and everyone, you know, the other two guys got like salmon or whatever, you know. <laughs> dumb thing that people get and i just got i just got like a full order of buffalo wings and that's all i ate for dinner <laughs> i was like yeah it's like dude we're away from home no wives why are you yeah. eating salmon? what is wrong with you <laughs> that's the perfect wow. opportunity to eat buffalo wings yeah exactly boneless or bone in so, boneless i it's kind of wussy i don't i don't like the taste as much on boneless ones but they're just so much easier to eat that that's fair that's like yeah yeah, but How that about bone. You? Oh, definitely bone in. Always. Yeah. My wife does the boneless. I know that's. But I like the bone in. It's just that it just has better flavor. Mm-hmm. Yes. I like prefer the wing or the leg. Both. Can we. 
I'm gonna okay. I'm gonna extract that soundbite of John saying, "I like the bone in." Oh my god! <laughs> oh wow! Maybe that'll be the episode title. <laughs> I like. I like. I like the bone. All right, so John, pardon my brevity, but let's let's let's, <laughs> <laughs> let's change topics here. Okay. I want to talk shop for a second. Sure. So you have made a lot of changes in the last year, right? You uh-huh. have a yes. new board that came out. Um, you had that whole fiasco with the cease and desist, um, which you can talk about if you want. But you have a new board, the mm-hmm. Elevation Series, right? Correct. You're still making flat boards. You're making cases. You have um, volume pedal toppers. You have pop quiz, John. Things coming out. <laughs> How quiz. many items do you have for sale on your website right now? Oh, my God. I don't know. All right. A couple, like, like 150. I don't know. 150? I was thinking like two dozen. No, 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 no. Oh, because you got all the like DIY parts and stuff. All the yeah. parts, yes, exactly. All right. Mm-hmm. You, you bought a amp company. 93. How do you know this, Cole, Bill? I just made it up. Oh, okay. <laughs> you <laughs> have to say, that doesn't sound right. <laughs> I want to know, know what's next for creation. Okay. Ooh, good uh, question. Um, well... Okay, so obviously, you know, we got the amps, we got the, the pedal boards, cases, and all the accessories and all the DIY. The uh, next thing is um, we are actually going to be entering into the percussion market. Um, yep. Wow. And not in, like, as in drums. We're not going to do the full oh, thing. Oh, cajones and stuff. Yes. Um, cool. I've been wanting to do cajones, and um, there, there's some ideas I have for so basically using triggers and pickups in little wooden boxes to allow you to basically uh, have a portable, like, you know, tap your foot on it and you have a kick drum sound kind of thing. Um, like a MIDI, MIDI type it, thing. Well, not MIDI cause MIDI would require an external thing to process it, but there are ways basically if you, if you basically take like a, a bass pickup, I've seen, it, it's been done. It's, it, this is not original. Okay. Very clear to say that right now. Okay. It's not original. Um, <laughs> Dude, I was about to do pants off. <laughs> but, uh, no, uh, I was going to make take, an Instagram like, post about it. Why is yeah. John stealing ideas again? Come on. Oh my God. Oh, <laughs> uh, anyway. So no, but like if you take like a, a bass pickup and you mount it to the underside, just like when you take a bass guitar and you, you kind of thwack it with your thumb or something, it kind of, it makes the subs bump. So same kind of deal. But if you tap, tap your toe on it or your whole foot, um, it kind of does the same thing of making the subs thump. But the big thing is um, I've been wanting to build Cajon since day one, when we first decided to do this as a side business, because huh. um because what people don't know is I'm a really lousy guitarist, and I'm <laughs> I'm actually a very very uh, competent drummer. Um, I taught drums huh. for three years, and that's kind of actually my first instrument. And I don't plan on getting into any sort of uh, drum sets or snare drums um, or anything like that because I feel like that market is really kind of kind of full. Um, but I feel like there's some really interesting things I can do with cajones. Um, I was actually just talking to another builder about possibly collaborating on a specific idea we both kind of had at the same time. Very um, we were we were out to dinner one night. And we we're talking, and I was telling him about you know some of the stuff we wanted to do with cones and what I'd love to do with it. And this other builder goes, "Oh man, we could do this and this and this for that." And I was like, "Oh, that would be amazing. Can you build this into this? Yeah, we could do that. Oh, okay." And so um, anyway, yeah. Next year we basically. We're, we're going to have two models. We're going to have kind of a basic one that's more like your, your bare bones Baltic Birch uh, Cajon. 
And then we're going to have a really high end one. That's like either finger jointed or dovetailed hardwood cone. Um, something that for wow, the cool. people, yeah, something for the people that want something really, really nice and extra. As far as that go, um, the next laser thing, etched, I presume. Um, we will be doing some of that for sure. Can you um, choose any scripture to etch onto it, or is there just specific group you have to choose from? Only the Bible three. verse. Only the New Testament, and we don't talk okay. about Revelation. Um, nothing. <laughs> nothing from Songs of Solomon, obviously. No. <laughs> no. Okay. But um, <laughs> um, is there any box talk in the Old Testament that we should? Jeez. Oh, <laughs> What are you talking about? I don't know. I'm trying to think if there's any quotes about boxes in the Old Testament. Oh, like that could match. Okay, <laughs> that you could put on the cajon. The box has more than one meaning, right? I yeah. I, I, did, I, I was not aware of that. It, oh, okay. it, I, I don't not, know what you're talking about. You guys are filthy. There's something. In so, so John, do you play? Do you play drums like in a group setting at all? Um, I have, but I haven't in years. Um, I I basically put kind of put drums to the side when I started really getting into the guitar uh years ago um i still play every now and then and the drum my drum set is set up in my office at the shop but i don't uh i don't i mainly play out with guitar these days so what are you what scenarios do you play out in are you in a band or do you play at church or whatever i play at church um i'm i've i've talked about possibly either starting a like a band just for fun maybe like a cover band or something i've talked about uh, getting out there and, and gigging and you know every time I think about it I think I can make it work I end up getting busy and it just doesn't happen because yeah you know if anybody who owns their own business knows you you are married to that thing and so you know sometimes it's 40 hours a week but sometimes it's 80 hours a week or more and so right. every time I try it just hasn't worked out so what's uh how how regularly are you playing at church um our church is really big, so we have a, of a, a rotation about once a month that I play in. Okay, um, we're—I mean, they've got enough to have four worship teams, basically. Um, yeah, they're—they're—they're—I think average weekly attendance is like eight thousand. So, wow. yeah. So um, I play rhythm guitar probably once a month there, and then I play two or three times on Wednesday nights. Okay, what, so out of what does your setup look the, like when you play? Um, yeah, well, just, I, just so you know, the three out of the three of us. I'm the most. I've got the most PW rig. Okay. And and Cole is is starting to catch up on me. Okay. But I'm, I'm mine is mine is going down a boutique road that was never my intention, but it's headed that way. <laughs> so it's not necessarily it's not necessarily specifically a PW route, but it's it's more boutique it's, than uh, I would. You know, looking, it's definitely looking. I have, a, I have a Mobius on my board, which is oh my, which is more than <laughs> yeah. more than I ever would have had before. You know, you know, there is something to that though. You know, a lot of these PW kids, they just you know buy whatever pedals they see other people, but there's a reason why some of them were the first ones to buy it. Um, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. I feel like the, with the timeline and the cat. big like the big guy specifically, one of my I don't I don't have an issue with people owning it. I don't really care what you own, but it seems like those are really intensely varied like they cover a lot of ground right you can do a lot with them mm -hmm. you're right it seems like people buy them and do like two things and it's like why? yes why it's so unnecessary yeah, yeah. i feel yeah. my the l cap i have I, I i it's it can do a lot mm -hmm. and it's just it's just the one 
I can know, cover a lot of ground within El Cap or, you know, my tonal recall, one or the other. Mm-hmm. I, I can yeah. cover a lot of ground with that. Um, and, and I actually use delay a lot more sparingly than a lot of other worship guitar players. I use a lot of dotted eights or, you know, just tap in like a quarter for some, some other, um, just kind of background wash, but I don't do a lot of the, the crazy delay stuff. Some of the other guys do. Um, but I can cover, I never feel like I'm lacking by not having some sort of crazy super delay like that. I, Mm. you know, I can really get a lot of work done with an L cap. So you're saying you don't need 100 presets. No. (laughs) <laughs> no, in fact, in fact, uh, that's uh, you guys asked me what my current setup is like, and, and in fact, that's um, why my current setup is literally in pieces. Um, I so I just recorded a couple weeks ago with uh, Blake with uh, the Tone Mob, and he, he was recording with me the night I was l- literally tearing it apart while we were recording. I was just unclipping all oh, my nice. cables. Yeah, I was sitting mm-hmm. where, with wire cutters and like snipping all the um, uh, all the zip ties. So that was that night. I, I don't know if you if you follow us closely, but. I actually posted like a little video on Instagram of me tearing apart the board. Oh yeah. yeah. I didn't um, see that. That's what that was. So um, basically I put together kind of what I would say is like my dream board um, right before we went to summer Nam and we built it out of that spalted zebra wood and all that stuff. Um, and basically I put it together like a show board to have at the booth to really showcase what we can do as far as setups, as far as board goes, as far as, you know, customization, all that stuff. And when it was all said and done, now, of course, I didn't actually have this much in it, but I, when it was all said and done, I had somewhere between six and $7,000 in just the board. Jeez. And I was like, why? <laughs> um, don't get me wrong. I mean, I loved my setup, but, like, you know, my wife and I are still young married. We're, we're, we're not quite 30, and, uh, you know, we, we really like to get ahead financially and things like that. And I'm like, man, if I were to just cut this thing in half, basically, I could have a lump sum, pay off certain, you know, uh, bills, pay off certain credit card debt, and we could just be like nice and ahead. And I still really wouldn't feel like I'm missing anything. So I'm in the process now of trying to figure out what I can and can't get rid of. And I'll tell you what, that's really hard because it's it's even harder when you're friends with some of these builders because it's like I love yeah. this pedal and that this person is a friend of mine yeah. and I want to have them on my board. Right. But yeah, that's really tough. Is like figuring out what you can and can't do and like. If they find out later that you sold it, are they going to be offended? And it's just like, ah, like, <laughs> yeah. We were literally uh-huh. talking about that today. Well, yeah, about it, but I was thinking about it. Yeah, yeah Aaron. <laughs> and Aaron actually it. went Don't through. Say a, it. No, Aaron actually went through a similar thing recently. Where do you want to talk about Project Clean Slate? Oh yeah, sure? I did. So I I went through a thing where I I sold all of my pedals, um, which wasn't much. It was like seven or eight pedals, but I sold all of them and like completely rebuilt my rig from the ground up. Um, Mm-hmm. So I had a kind of not really stereotypical, but stereotypical P dubs rig in terms of the types of effects that I had. Um, mm-hmm. And I just wasn't happy with it. And I, I mostly play acoustic at church. So, so I sold it all and, and kind of built like this more noise rig and have a bunch of fuzz and dirt pedals on it. But so I know how you feel. Selling things is hard. It is. And, and, and I think what's hard for me too, is like, two or three of the pedals that I like, absolutely will not get rid of. I'm not even friends with the builders. It was like, why can't it be like, why can't these be, you know, somebody I'm best friends with, but no, right. no. And so like, I'll, I'll use Nick Greer for an example. Nick Greer and I are really close and I'll say him because I'm not getting rid of any of the stuff, but like <laughs> I will, I have a little, little Samson and a light speed, but man, like if I were to put together a new board and not have any of those, like, mm. I don't know what I would tell him. Like, Oh yeah, <laughs> I got rid of your overdrives cause they sucked. No, I mean, 
I'm just, <laughs> I wouldn't say that because obviously it's not true, but um, yeah, it's <laughs> it's weird, especially like the Chase Bliss stuff. Um, so I got a Tonal Recall and a Gravitas, and I got a Mastermind and the little MIDI box, so I could have a hundred presets or ninety nine presets in each of them. But I wasn't using it, and so mm-hmm. it's like now these are great pedals, but I don't necessarily need it. But I don't want to get rid of them because they're so amazing. But Hmm. it's kind of yeah that's one of the hard ones yeah man so wait what kind of what's your amp and guitar of choice um guitar of choice has recently changed um guitar of choice normally is my um jet king 2 with uh, mcnelly pickups in it um did you just post that one in in one of the groups i did and that was the first electric guitar about jet kings right yeah that was the first electric guitar. guitar Oh man, it you know I've got really nice guitars and I love them, but that Jet King honestly holds its own. It it was the first electric guitar I ever got. It plays great. The intonation's great. Everybody I've talked to that's ever tried it um, really has loved it. But man, especially when I put the new pickups in it, it really just does well. Um, but anyway, no, I've got two Revelator guitars I just got in the last couple of weeks, and so I've mainly been playing the Strat. And I've never been a Strat guy, but um, really enjoying that one. I'm, I, I don't know. I've just never, never really done the Strat tones before, and I'm really mm-hmm. digging, digging what I'm getting out of it. Plus, the thing about those guitars is they don't look relict. They look old, and that's really cool to me gotcha. at least. Yeah. Yeah, that, yeah, that's cool. Okay, and amp-wise? Well, Creation Amp, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Never Let's talk uh, about that because I that I that was interesting to me. A couple, how long ago was that? Like three or four uh, months ago? Two months. We got two we, months we, ago. We announced it. Yeah. Okay, because you had teased it for a little while, and I I kind of guessed it, not to my own horn, but no, okay. Um, I, you, you did Aaron. that col- Well, you guys did that collab with them where you you designed one, right? You kind of housed one of their amps, so I it seemed, yeah it seemed natural. But um, how did that whole thing come about? Because that's kind of an interesting move for you guys. Well, okay. So oh, wait, before you before you get into oh, that, sorry. go ahead. Be- before you get into that, what kind of amp are you playing? Like, if you if you're if you're building them, then you get whatever you want. And so, what like? Oh, uh, model. You... Yeah, the uh, the Milano yeah. fifty. Okay, and what like? What's the what's the watts and okay. uh, speaker size and? Is it yeah, fifty all watts? That stuff? It is a fifty watt. Yeah. Um, it is it's in, not just a clever name. It, yeah, no, it's a 50 watt. It is an original circuit. Uh, Drew, I, I'll explain that in a second. Um, it is an original circuit. The uh, power amp section is uh, 6L6. The preamp section is a 12X7 on the normal side, or if you plug into the EF86 side, obviously it is an EF86. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so it has two separate inputs that you can choose. Um, and it is a monster. It is... I've always been thought I was a low wattage guy until I played those. And I, you know, um, yeah. Anyway, so the, I'll tell you how we got into that, and then I'll tell you about the amp. So um, we, we, I've been friends with Drew and Lucas from Risen for a long time. Um, I was introduced to them probably about six months into the industry by um, just some different people who were friends with them and said, hey, you guys should talk. Um, and so about, oh, I guess early this year, we actually started building their cabs for them. Um, that's something that's kind of more of a background is we do a lot of third-party cabinet production. We, we build cabinets hmm. for other companies. Um, it's gotten, it's kind of become a little bit uh, less lately, 
Uh, obviously, it's because we bought one of the companies we were building for. Um, but um, we, we do build cabs for about three other companies right now. Um, so wow. we do that. And um, anyway, so NAM happened. We, we delivered some cabs to him. That was his first order. And then um, built some more for him as soon as we got back. And then the whole C&D thing happened. And so we were just talking. We had just shipped our, our big order to him. And um, he, mentioned, he mentioned to me some changes might be happening. And I was like, okay, what's going on? And so he said, well, I'm thinking about maybe not, not doing this the same way anymore. Or, you know, he, he's, he had done it for six and a half years at this point. And as much as he enjoyed it, you know, he's really putting a lot of effort into his full-time job. And he was thinking about, I won't say who, but they, he was in talks of possibly letting another company kind of um, buy it out from under him. And, so I said, well, hey, man, we'd, we'd be interested in that, possibly making something happen. So we talked it through, and, and I'll put it out there right now. I'm not an amp circuit guy. I know a lot about amps, but I do not build the circuits. Um, we're in the process of me learning a whole lot more about them and moving the production in-house eventually. But Drew is an electrical engineer. He went to school for that. That's not something I'm exactly going to you know grab a hold of overnight, and right. I, don't in, I don't intend to. So the deal we made was um, – we we came to an agreement on price and, and payment, and so we we uh, we now own the company. But Drew is on retainer as far as uh, he is our lead design consultant. Um, if we want to come out with a new model, he will help us prototype it. We, it'll be a collaboration of him and I going back and forth of what we want. Um, every and every amp we sell, he actually gets a royalty up because they are his mm. circuits. And even though we own them for a certain period of time, we are going to pay him a royalty. And we, that's something. Wow. That was something we wanted to do for him to, so he could kind of feel like, you know, he's put six and a half years in this. He didn't just walk away. And was, so we wanted mm-hmm. we wanted to do right by him. Um, so anyway, Drew gets something sold of everything. And so we came to the agreement. So we were all, already building the cabs. And uh, so he builds the circuits and he ships them to us. We test them out um, and make sure everything's working right properly through shipping. And they are. And so then we load them into the, the uh, enclosures and we have our name on them. Um, as far as the amps go, um, we, we, technically you could say we have three models, but those three actually are five different models. And that's because they have the Milano series that um, is the 15, the 20, and the 50. They all work the mm-hmm. same, but they have different power scaling and different power amp tubes and some different transformers. Um, so basically they all have the same knobs on the front, which is two inputs. Each input side has a high and a low gain. The EF86 side is just volume and tone. The normal side is volume and a three-band EQ. And what's unique about them is when we first got one, um, we got the, the, the Milano 15 from him, and we tried it out, and we were already talking about, well, maybe we make some tweaks to these amps. And so we wanted to test them out and give some feedback and say, hey, maybe we add this to it or not. And so one of the first things we said after playing the 15 was, hey, would it be possible to maybe add a master volume to this amp? And um, he said, no, it wouldn't really do any good. And I said, what do, you, what do you mean? It's breaking up way, way, way quick. And as much as I love that, you know, I know a lot of people are going to really want to have some clean headroom with this. And he goes, yeah. well, the way these amps are wired is, and he would be the better one to explain exactly how. But obviously, the way these amps are wired is, you know, obviously, you know you get your, your character of the amp from the power amp section. That's why a box sounds different than a Fender 6L6 versus, you know, EL84s or EL34s. Uh, but they both have the same preamp type section. So the main difference is your, your character is coming from your power amp. Well, in his case, with the Milano series, the way they get their gain is they actually overload the power amp section versus getting their gain from the preamp. 
Okay. It's, so it's really huh. interesting. So, um, so basically, when you turn up that volume, you're overloading the power amp section, which is where your gain's coming from versus the preamp. So normally, you would overload, overload the preamp, and then you'd have a master post preamp that could go into the power amp. That wouldn't work in this because no matter what, you're overloading the power amp. But what happens is you get more character from the power amp tubes than normal. And it's really cool. So the reason it was breaking up so quick is you're getting more character from the, the EL tubes. Um, when we tried out the 20 and the 50, we actually liked it. And we all like the 15, but we're we, pretty much everyone at the shop plays at church. So we all like that clean headroom for more churchy stuff. And so anyway, when I played the 50, that's when I, my mind changed. I'm no longer a low wattage guy. And the reason is because uh, wattage is kind of like horsepower. You can take two cars – and it can both be going 45 miles down the road, and they're both going fine. But when they both hit 90 miles an hour, one's cruising, and one's having a really hard time keeping up. And right. that's yeah. – uh, do you guys follow, like, that pedal show and all that stuff from like, Daniel? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't. I... Oh, Phil, come on. I mean, nobody asked you, Phil. <laughs> Sorry. Nobody asked you. <laughs> John, you crapped out again. Phil, get it together. Dang it. No one cares what you do or don't listen to yeah. or watch. He was clearly yeah. asking me and Aaron. <laughs> he said you guys. He did not say Phil. Yeah. He said, do It's you? obvious that you guys means Cole and Aaron. Oh, crap. He, like, dropped legitimately. Oh, no. Oh, man, I'm glad we got rid of that guy. <laughs> he probably he probably dropped because he was offended that I said I don't watch the, the pedal show. You don't watch the show that I'm not affiliated with in any way? Yeah. <laughs> I'm out of here. You should Hopefully watch it, come back. It's actually, They're actually some some of the more intelligent people when it comes. It, yeah. And I most like of their that. shows are like, are like, here's an intro to Stacking Gains, or here's an intro to... Oh, John, are you back? Know. John, get it together, man. <laughs> Cole's just yelling at everyone. That's what he does. Um, Wait, yeah. what did he? How did he describe us? Who? Aaron. Aaron is the smooth guy. I'm the smooth, and you are a stalker. <laughs> I'm the stalker, <laughs> and he said he hasn't figured out Cole yet. But Cole. Yeah, but Cole, I told him Cole yelled. yelled he said has some, yelled at him he twice. Said some, <laughs> said some hateful thing about me being a Mormon. <laughs> he said I wasn't really a Christian. Have you guys? <laughs> no, have you guys looked at the creation amps at all? No, I like I. I have not. I, I I've looked all over their website. I've never looked at their amps. I've looked at all their DIY stuff. Uh huh. I looked. I looked at their um uh topper section. Actually, you know yeah. what? Now that I'm thinking about it, I, I you know what's really crazy is I'm listening to John's voice for the first time tonight, and I'm thinking, man, he uh-huh. sounds really familiar. Does he sound like a friend of mine? How do I know his voice? Guess what? What? Back when they first introduced. You guys there? Yeah. So that was fun. My wife came home. And my wife came home. My wife. And uh, my phone connected to her Bluetooth outside. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) So she heard us badmouthing you then, maybe. Uh Uh-oh. Did you hear hear them badmouthing me? No, you were only on for about five seconds. Oh, okay. No, okay. Just she hung up quick. Yeah, she's she's smart. She's smart. Like, I don't want to listen to this garbage. These guys are idiots. 
<laughs> uh anyway where where was i, I was, so we, I, we were talking about your answer while you were gone um and i was about to tell cole and phil um the one that's really interesting to me is the what is it the eclipse right which uh-huh. is the two the two in one basically yeah it's a stereo amp yeah yeah which is seems cool i don't i don't think i've ever seen that before yeah it's um from what we know and we don't really think it's anyone else is really doing it um i i think drew said he might have seen something Oh, there was a there was a stereo hi-fi amp. I think he said he saw, but as far mm. as I know, he doesn't really know of anyone that does it. So the amp is really unique. Um, so it's kind of similar to having two champ circuits inside the same box, but it's really not doing it justice to say that because uh, typically a champ is a single-ended six v six amp, um, and the Eclipse is two single-ended six l six amps, um, and it's a completely different sound. But it still has some of the similar characteristics of a champ. Um, so, like, it's two two sides. Each side is eight watts, single ended six L six. Now, the the caveat with the, the Eclipse is it is stereo, but you can't run you you can run each side independent, but you have to make sure you're always uh, uh, sending a load on both sides. So you can't. So have... what you should do is, sorry, what you should okay. do is use it for your band and have two guitars plug into it. You, you technically could, absolutely. Um, uh, the other thing is uh, it's really good in the combo because then it's always plugged into two speakers. Okay. Um, and that, that's an, an option. But it's, it's literally two separate um, speaker outputs. And if you run it with only plugging in one, um, you're not sending a load, which can cause which issues is with the amp. Yeah, yeah, it's just like turning on a tube amp without a load and trying yeah. to play. Um, but, yeah, so I really like it. It's got really, really nice cleans. Um I will say when you really crank it, the gains get a little bit more champy where they're kind of a little bit more, uh, not quite fuzzy, but a little bit more on the fuzz side than a, you know, a nice, yeah, kind of loose. Over- yeah um, which some people really like. That's not my sound, but my ideal setup is I would like to run um, just because I can not any, no other reason than just because I can, I would like to run um, wet, dry, wet. Mm. So I'd like to run an eclipse with two, um, two Celestians uh, uh, G12H Heritage in it and then run independent 100% wet left and right and then all my overdrives go out to a Milano 50 uh, for my dry sound <laughs> John you run- were just talking about paying off credit card debts and things like this and now, <laughs> no, you're, he, he now uses, you're running three he amp company he uses company to buy his dream rig no. <laughs> yeah, yeah right exactly. no, no, now it's all just it. market research and you know what though I don't so yeah so I'm just going to set it up in the demo room just so you walk in like, all right, you have to try out this setup. And we'll put a, a speaker on each side of the room and then just have a 212 right in front with the Milano <laughs> Yeah, 50. that's a good demo. Yeah, that would be fun. Um, are you will... are you going to NAM? did you, this year in the winter? So we were going to do a booth until all the C&D stuff happened. Mm. Um, and then we just, we just kind of bookshelved it. And then now that we have come through it and things are really good again, um, I'm for sure walking it as far as I know. I'm for sure walking it. There are technically a handful of booths left, but if I were to get one right now, it would be so last minute and trying to throw it together. And honestly, it's a big expense. And even though things are much better now, it got lean there. I'll just be honest. It got really lean there for a while. And so we're trying to be smart with money. And it would be minimum about 10 to 12 grand for us to do a booth. And I would just wrap... I would just rather put that money back into the company right now than try and... Do you have your stuff in anyone else's booths? Because I know in the past you've you had your boards on like panel well, companies and things. Yeah, so we definitely have a lot of old boards out there. I think Copper okay. Sound has three of our boards. Walrus has the two mothership boards. Um, 
Keeley should have a mini board, I believe. Uh, and then a few others here and there that I might not remember at the moment. But um, we're going to have one, if not two, amps at the show. Um, Robert okay. Keeley was just hanging out with us the other day, and he came by, and he, he really liked the Milano 50. And um, so he actually <laughs> – it was really nice of him. He's like, all right, we'll, we'll just take the two rock out of our booth and put yours in. I was like, oh, oh crazy. okay. So, yeah, wow. Hit the road, was, two rock. Right. So that was a really nice, really nice compliment of him. Um, I'm trying to get one ready in time for classic audio effects. Um, do a, 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 a amp for him. I'd really like to. I have a budget to where I can do some stuff, some stuff for Nam. I just can't. I really don't want to go full booth. Um, I'm not 100 percent excited, <laughs> but kind of go we're full kind booth. of in the same boat right now. We're <laughs> We're on the fence about doing a booth. We've only <laughs> we've only been able to sell about fifty dollars worth of stickers, though. So I think <laughs> we're gonna have the it's, first ever probably podcast booth at Nam. We'll just sell our free. No, well, wait. Does, does, <laughs> probably not gonna happen. Does Gear Talk do podcasts? Because they have a booth this year. Uh, well, he has what? like four episodes of his podcast. It doesn't count. Well, I but he has a booth. Wampler. A... Wampler has a booth usually, and they that doesn't count. But their either. podcast is secondary. Yes, to, yeah. to their brand. To his yeah. freaking brand. For a while, is... though, it was pretty. When Max and Travis were doing, and even now, it's very like it's a big part of their brand. I think. I think it's but what, I'm, than... what I'm saying is like their booth is but about yes, their pedals. It's not just like them sitting around. Right, they're selling something. Yeah, yeah. we're just like <laughs> sitting there with their crappy mics. <laughs> Phil, I want to see you in a booth sitting there with your headset, with your telemarketer headset. <laughs> yes. On. Wait. So, so John. Mm-hmm. How... <laughs> What what is, what's the smallest booth we can buy? Uh, I believe Wintergam only does ten by ten, and I believe that's like thirty two hundred. That's a lot. Oh, so we can't do like just, a phone booth. Uh, <laughs> we can't do a phone booth. <laughs> uh, I mean, you could try. Just set up outside. Yeah, well, there there is a lot of people who just kind of uh, like get passes to walk. In fact, um, right. I'll, I'll, I'll yeah, we're actually you. we're actually get all three of us are going to be there this year. Yeah, okay. we're going. Do you have just, passes uh, yet? We yeah, have yeah. passes yet. Okay, I was going to say, no, I, we're crashing I should it. have some extras if you did, if you needed them. But uh, Well, if you give us Please, extras, we're... then we'll have more. <laughs> John, I don't, know if you know this. I don't know if you know this. We're industry professionals. <laughs> okay. Very <laughs> professional. We've got it together, man. It's You seem very professional. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, we're about to go into a lighting round where we're going to ask you a bunch of questions. But before we do that, something happened recently. <laughs> I don't want to get into the cease and desist thing because sure. it's been done, right? Yeah. But I want to talk about something that happened on Instagram a little while ago. Mm-hmm. So one guy who – does he build pedal boards? I, I think – yes, he does, and I think he used to more. I don't know if he really does okay. do it anymore. So um, so someone called you out, right, mm-hmm. as having directly well, ripped he, off he another – It was display. his account, wasn't it? No, this is what I'm saying. So a guy from here – a dude from New York, which is recycled pedal boards, posted a picture of one of John's pedal boards, one of the new creation line, the Elevation series, in right on top of another pedal board from this dude from Australia, CNC cases. Yes. And said that John was ripping off the other dude. So the guy who posted it was like a third party. Yes. But then, wow. but he also, he, I mean, just if we're, if we're going to talk about this, the thing that really <laughs> bugged me is that then he brought into like, he had like, Jesus, he hashtags into it, and I was like, did he? "Dude, oh, yeah, <clears throat> he did." Why? Like, and then what? He, oh, gosh. Then he started because... calling out other people, like Tyak, and and like, I mean, it he was just everyone into it. It was just a bad look all around. Like, yeah, 
Yeah. You're right. So, yeah, that happened. Um, <laughs> it, it took me by surprise, I'll be honest. So um, I had one, one interaction with this individual before. Um, so when we started the company, I, from the get-go, I met a guy who did laser work and started making our badges for us. He just he owned a trophy shop in Greensboro, North Carolina. And uh, I said, hey, if you can laser engrave something, could you like engrave directly into the front of the pedal board? And he goes, I can. My laser is up to 24 inches wide. I was like, ah, we have a model that's 3216. Let's, I don't want to do it if we can't do it for all of them. So we didn't do it. But for all those years, this is, that, was, that was early summer 2013. Um, and at the time I only knew of, you know, so many companies. So I had never heard of recycled pedal boards anyway. So I, uh, but that was this, so that was the CNC guy you were talking to. No, 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 no. This was, this was a guy who owned a trophy shop. Um, but it was the, it, it was the recycled pedal boards guy. You know that another, now, I guess. Another guy. I, or just some random dude. I'm sorry. I'm not quite understanding what. I don't know. Keep going. Okay. So, so no, that, that was me starting the company. Okay. Cole so, wants to know who owned the machine that you're talking about. Oh, a local trophy shop. Okay. 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 Yeah. So anyway, um, anyway, so we're going on we decided not to do that and we go in business and I never have any, any interactions with this guy. So this earlier this year, around February, we got a laser. We purposefully got one that was 48 inches by 36 inches so that no matter what, we could fit the front of any pedal board we built, unless it was like the Walrus one that was 54 or 60 inches wide or whatever. We could pretty much fit any pedal board front we wanted in it. We could engrave it all the way across it. And it was an idea I'd had for years. And so we, we did one for Robert Keeley's birthday. It had his his logo in the front on one side and ours on the other. And I made a, a comment or something like that on Instagram. It's like, you know, I think we might be the only pedal board company in the world that can do this or something like that. And I never said this was original. I never said anything like that. And I got a I, he, he said, hey, you know, like the look or something <laughs> like that. And then he private messaged me and he sent me a screenshot of one that he did in 2014. And I had seen his work. I had seen it at that point, but I had only ever seen him take these little wooden pieces, engrave a little wooden piece, and then glue it into the front of the pedal board. And I was talking about engraving directly onto the frame. I mean, it's it's nitty gritty stuff, but you know. So I was like, "Hey, man, I'm sorry about that. It was misunderstanding." And he said we were all good. The next day, I was blocked. And I was like, <laughs> "Okay, so all right, I guess we're not." Good. Yeah, that's like that's some junior high stuff right there. Right. So <laughs> that's some, that's, he, some Captain, okay. that's some Captain Captain Payne care. stuff right there. Yeah, he even ended the conversation with like the the beer glasses chinking, like the cheers thing. And so I was like, all right, well, okay then. So never talked to him since. And anyway, we come out with this board. And to be clear, I'm gonna I'm, let me go off on a really fast tangent just to explain it. <laughs> when we you know went through the whole CD thing because it is related, we you know obviously found out that we had some things we should, probably should go ahead and cease doing. So we did, and we're mainly a pedalboard company whether we bought an amp company or whether we do cases we're known best for pedalboards so it makes sense to right. be selling a pedalboard and we have flat boards but you know that's not for everyone and so we from day one that we agreed to stop selling we were going to develop a new board so the idea was um without getting into all the language to get around this patent we would have to um, make the top deck self-supporter because if you basically don't do one line of the claims you're not infringing 
And so if we're not meeting one of the quote requirements, then we're not doing it. So, well, if the top deck is not supported by an outer frame, but it's supported by itself, then that mm. would infringe. Yeah. And so our idea was we we're going to do a fold aluminum design and we were going to make it stand up on its own. And then we we're going to attach the same frame we've always done on all four sides, all the way around it. And when we met with our lawyer, we kind of pitched the idea and she said, you could probably do that, but it still would have this and this and this, and it would be kind of an issue. I, I just would, it's not an airtight defense basically. And so we said, okay. And so we talked about some different designs. She said, well, if this isn't connected on all four sides, so then the idea was tossed out. Well, what if we had like something on all four sides, but they weren't connected to each other. The corners weren't connected. And it's just like the look of it. It just seemed cheesy. So we said, let's just do end panels. Lots of people do that. Temple has a design like that. We've seen people do it. It's nothing new. I never said that doing end panels on aluminum frame was original. Not once. You can't find that anywhere. <laughs> I said our unibody was original, and it is. And I will stand by that because <laughs> I was in the meeting where we talk about every single fold and why it needed to be the way it was. And I was right. there when we got the multiple prototypes, and we said, this sucks. This needs to be fixed. Let's do it. So anyway, um, when I first saw it, we, we said, let's do the end panels. And we were going to do a uh, – I really wanted to go with, like, walnut sides and, like, a gunmetal, like, brushed – you know, anodized aluminum look. I wanted to make it look like a timeline with wooden ends. Mm. And that was the original idea for this. And uh -huh. what we realized was, A, anodizing is crazy expensive on something <laughs> that big. And B, it's going to scratch really easy if your pedals kind of, you know, bump or something like that. Mm. So we said, okay, we need to go powder coat. Well, right now, my church is transitioning a lot to where we're doing a lot of things for TV. We're on the Hillsong Network, so they're trying to do more and more stuff on the stage. It's black. So I said, you know, we've had this issue with lots of churches we worked with over the years. They want something dark. Let's just go black. And the second we did that, I'll be, I'll be blunt. The second we did that, I said, you know, that is kind of similar to some other ports I've seen out there. But, you know, it's completely different. Our, ours does not infringe. The other board that we are called a copycat of does. And whether he's made in Australia or not, if you sell in America, you fall under the same laws. If your board infringes, you can't call me a copy because mine doesn't. So something's obviously different. Mm -hmm. And the idea was we were trying to keep and maintain as much of the shape of our board as possible. The same slots, the same height of the front and back, the same uh, ins and outs, the in power, all that stuff. We're trying to keep as much as we could, but we had to make the top deck support itself. We always have worked with hardwood. We have always worked with Tolex. The other company does not. So it never crossed our minds. As this so did, is something. He, did he ever even call you out or was it just that other? Not once. No, nope. and yeah. not once. And and to be fair. Which is like, yeah. Yeah. And to be fair, I, I've, I've, I've talked once briefly with Chris from CNC. Um, we're good friends with, with Mikey at Goodwood and he does a lot of work with him. And, uh, you know, when we first did our flatboards, Chris even gave, said, hey, you know, or sorry, not Chris. Uh, Mikey even said, "Hey, this is, these are all the parts that Chris orders." Because when we first did Flatboards, we were building it for Mikey for a collaboration we were doing for an artist that that was working for them with the setup, but wanted the board and case from us. And they wa Mikey wanted the Flatboard that way. So to distinguish ourselves, we engraved our logo off the top. But let's be fair. There's a. I went to a Steve Vai concert the other night, and one guy had a Flatboard that looked almost identical to mine. And he said he bought it 20 years ago from some stage supply company. So. That's not nothing new, but now this, you know, it, it, so it, it's it's just really interesting how many people say this is a copy, but, but it's common. The big thing that the big thing that bugs me is like ideas aren't ideas aren't the money makers. It's like 
you need to go out and actually do something with it. You know, yeah, implementation. Not like, right. You well, make not like you're keeping, and be a cool like you're keeping and... someone else from being successful. It's they're they're keeping themselves from being successful. You know. Well, and, and if they are, yeah, and you know, I don't know about their success. I I I, I know the company, but I don't know them closely, so I don't know anything about their, that on them. But you're right; it does. You have to go out there and do it, and and that's the thing is like. So many of these – the difference between a pedal board and a pedal is, is interesting because you can take an overdrive that's a common overdrive. You can change one mm. circuit, but if you put an entirely different graphic on it, no one thought that that was anything. Oh, it's, right. it's original. It was based on this, but you, you made your change. You did your homework. Whereas on a pedal board, <laughs> I can make a dozen changes, but if it, it's the same similar shape, it's a copy. But really <laughs> it's not. It's just my design's you know visual, and this design's audio, audio. Right. You know, so it's it's really interesting how um, how specific people get on stuff like that. But what I've learned is so many of these ideas have been around even longer than I thought. The more the longer I do this, the more I find out there's somebody else. It's like on that thread, there was a guy I think was was he from Three Monkeys? I had never seen some of the stuff he did. And he was showing oh voice yeah that he was yeah, showing voice that he did 15 years ago. I'm like right. How is anybody trying to say this? And and yeah. and I didn't get it from him. I got it from my own head. So it's it's interesting to me. But yeah, so we didn't do that. He called us out, and it got this big thing. And what happened was that morning, I woke up earlier than normal. I was up about um, six thirty on a Sunday morning. I was up at Cole's hour, and <laughs> uh, the parent and so hour, I as I like to call it. There it is. And You're so I see a comment. I, I see a comment, and uh, it's something like. You know, at some point, you guys are going to have to own up to the the fact that you've made a living out of stealing other people's ideas. I was like, "What oh in the world?" <laughs> and it was it was on our Facebook page, and so we had sponsored the ad explaining. So the did you did you own up to it then? Did you own up to that? <laughs> well, what I you said you have to because because it was a sponsored ad. I deleted the comment and I reached out to him privately. You fool! And I said, "Because <laughs> right." And so within a minute of me deleting that, there was another one where he was quoting oh scripture verse at me. And oh, he was like, that, love that. thou shalt yeah, not steal and this and that. And I was like, really? <laughs> so I deleted again. I sent more you know, private messages uh, to his person. I found, I searched for his name on Facebook. I found him. And I sent him private messages. And uh, <laughs> then about 20 minutes later, that post pops up. And you guys were in on it from then. And yeah, I messaged yeah. him like, hey, man, I was trying to discuss this privately. He's like, I don't care. I don't believe <laughs> your lies. And so here's the thing so, don't believe your lies yeah well what's funny is he went oh, like the next man. if you remember the next day he started posting all the stuff that he was original on my employee colin i try and let some of the stuff roll off because i've been doing it long enough to just let it you know let it slide but my employee colin he was like i normally i'm not bugged by stuff like this but i am so he posted a photo of these pick guards he's like this guy's trying to say that he was original on this stuff from like a year ago it's like if you go to Google and type laser engraved pick cards, you can find a company that says on their website they've been doing it since 2007. Yeah. <laughs> like how is how is this guy – it's just the whole thing was just weird. And I just yeah. – I said a few things to defend what we did, the decisions we made, and then I was just out. I was like, I'm just – you guys can all have fun on the internet. I'm done. Um, and then you know, some of it obviously was a little hurtful. Um, yeah. when, somebody, when somebody calls you a liar and a thief – and you've been over backwards to be transparent about every single thing you've done. It, it does hurt a little bit. So, so like people quoting scripture uh, in a gear context always rubs me the wrong way, but that, <laughs> that makes me think of sort of the larger question of, do you, like you're kind of indelibly linked with the, with PW culture, you know, 
Sure. Um, for better or for worse. Do you feel like that's been overall has been a good thing for you or uh, or a negative thing? I think it's been I'm a sure good there's thing. There's good and bad. Sure. No, and I'm okay with that. I like the PW crowd. I think overall it's been a good thing. When we you know, obviously you have some people that are a little overzealous, but you know, you have that with any anything. But um, one thing I do want to say, and I say this everywhere I talk, like podcasts and whatnot, we, I do not claim Christ, uh, creation to be a Christian company. I'll, I'll just say that. Um, well, and that's why I said, like, you're kind of linked with that culture, whether you right. like it or not. Like, oh, that's yeah, I mean, talking sure. to John off mic yeah. and things he was saying about women and people in general and, like, the drugs you record those? Because that could be a Trump moment right there. Yeah, you definitely are not a Christian company. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm, not, everything you're saying is a lie. No, I can't. Uh, no, um, you know, the thing is, I personally am a Christian. I, I believe that I'm a very strong Christian. And I'm okay with being linked to the PW crowd because I play in the PW crowd. And, you know, I like supporting that. But at the same time, the reason I say we're not a Christian company is, A, my company's not going to heaven with me. So I, I just don't like the term, <laughs> you know. But, <laughs> yeah. but, but beyond that, um, I, I want to be judged on the quality of my products and the service I gave you. I don't want you – Okay, I'll give you an example, and I won't say the name of the company. Um, this is a company I'm friends with. The guy is not a Christian, but him and I are good buddies. And he was explaining to me one day how somebody called them. They spent like half an hour asking him, asking him all these questions about their pedals. And he, he took the time to explain to him. And finally, the guy was like, okay, one last question. Are, are you guys a Christian company? And he's like, <laughs> well, what do you mean? He's like, 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 are you guys like um, a Christian company? You know, it's like, no. And he's like, oh, okay, yeah, I'm sorry, man. I really only – I decided I really only, only want to spend my money and support Christian companies. Yikes. And <laughs> he was just like, really? What about the fact that you know I build a good product? And what about the fact that I employ a part-time youth pastor because his church can't afford to keep him full salary and he can pay and feed his family based on the money I pay him? What does it matter to the fact that I don't identify with Christianity? You got my pro- label, man. Right. Yeah. And that was that was – you know. That was I had already decided that we weren't going to be quote a Christian company, but that was a big turning point for me because, like you know, there's so many companies that too that I've seen them use their faith as a marketing tool, and there's a lot of companies doing it right. But like, look at well, they turned it around. So I don't <laughs> do you feel change. like do you feel like your calling is to help other people fulfill their calling? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm so I live in Utah, which is kind of a it's it's kind of a rife with MLM companies and it's, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's the same way here. Like people use, people try to exploit their relationships many times, which are based on uh, religious similarities and, and they try to exploit it for money. And it's the same. Like there are a lot of good people who identify their companies as Christian and everything, but there are a lot of people who use it primarily to exploit people. And that's the, that's the part that bothers me. Yeah. That, and that's, that's the same with me. Plus, you know, it, here's the other thing too. I I'm human. Let's say I screw up and something horrible, like, you know, let's say I just go down. Like you steal someone's design, for example. (sighs) Yeah. Um, but you know, that's not very Christian, John. No, I guess not. I guess. Yeah. I'm a fraud. You have to, you have to admit it. Yeah. That guy said so. I I have to admit it. There will come a time. At some point I must recognize. You must. Yeah. Okay. So here, so let's uh, <laughs> let's jump into some rapid fire questions. Okay. Because Aaron wrote all these. I dumb did. Questions, I got some so. really good questions for you. Uh-oh. So first, um, what's your favorite holiday movie? Um, Christmas Story. 
Okay, so what kind of guitar would the main character of that? What's the kid's name? Ralphie. Ralphie, man. Okay, I was thinking Ralphie, and then I thought Ralphie was the brother. All right, Randall's the brother. (laughs) Okay, what kind of guitar would Ralphie play? Three thirty-five. What color? Sunburst. Into what amp? (laughs) Into a Fender Deluxe. Dude, I think you're exactly right about that. By the way. All that right, what's correct. your favorite? <laughs> that is correct. You have fast. <laughs> what's your favorite fast food burger? Uh, in and out. Why? <laughs> Just because you can't get it? That, yeah, there's that, but also because it's really fresh. Dude, we got to meet up at NAM and have an in and out burger together. Yeah, we do, man. We absolutely I was telling I'll go to McDonald's and get a quarter pounder. Right. No. We're all no, getting no, no, four no. by fours. <laughs> we're getting four by fours, and then we're going to McDonald's to get their fries. <laughs> Yes, exactly. There you go. It's called the gut buster. <laughs> um, what other questions do I have? All right, here's a good one. Would you rather? Would you uh, rather? Like would you rather be bald, but have the dopest beard, or <laughs> have a full head of hair, but no facial hair except for a peach fuzz mustache, which you cannot <laughs> shave? Oh my god! This is. Oh, sorry. It's, this is John's question. Sorry. Oh, no, this isn't about you. you. Well, that's, that, that's hard because, you know, I've wanted to grow my hair out long for years, and I'm finally getting it pretty long. And now it's like, oh, I couldn't imagine being bald. <laughs> but at the same time, I couldn't imagine being 17 again with a peach fuzz mustache. <laughs> uh, I'd have to go bald with a beard. At least I could pull that off. There you go. Yeah, no brainer. It's like that's an obvious Aaron. What? Like I don't. Who would? Who would? Sorry, pick, my questions suck. Who, okay, so throw the throw the peach fuzz mustache out. You can be bald with a sweet beard or full head of hair and no facial hair. Or John Stamos hair, no facial hair. Oh, John Stamos hair, no facial hair. Easy. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Me too. Only because I'm already going bald. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I have nightmares about that. It just got sad. <laughs> so when I was, you, how old are you? Twenty eight, twenty nine. Uh, twenty nine next month. Yeah. All right. When I turned, when I was thirty. People started telling me, "Hey, your hair's kind of thin in the back," and then now it's now it's just a fact of life. I've come to be okay with it, but my hair is—I not will thinning, never grow it, my hair out again. My hair, in certain light, it looks like it's thinning, but it's really not. And trust me, <laughs> just trust me. Certain when I'm live streaming, there's certain angles that make it look like it's, it's basically thinning, just like not. videos and cameras and any mirror lights. You know, the problem okay. is Cole. The problem just is like eyeballs. <laughs> You have clear colored hair. <laughs> just yeah, clear. I have like you know they make that stuff from the nineties. It's it? like those rice. It's like those rice noodles. You know that spray yeah. on stuff, John. Yeah, stuff in the aerosol can. You yeah, can the Ron Popeil. The Ron yeah. Popeil. Yeah, that stuff, man. You get a free can when you buy his food dehydrator. Oh, there God. you go. <laughs> All right, you, are you familiar with Three Ninjas? Yes. All right, which which of the Three Ninjas is the best? Tum-tum. And okay, Tom Tom. Yep. <laughs> really? Right yep. out there. Is he the, is he the fat Tum-tum? one? Tom Tom, because I had two older brothers and we were the ah. three ninjas and I was the youngest. I, I think you're on something because I was going to say my favorite is Colt, but he's mm-hmm. the middle and I'm yep. also the middle child. Yeah. Does that See, make sense? I, but did you have an older and younger brother? I did. See, there and you we go. We watched that movie together. We watched all three of them together. Mm-hmm. And by the third one, my oldest brother was like, I'm too old for this. But he still watched it with us because deep down he knew it was epic. He knew. Yeah, because deep down he <laughs> still wanted to be a freaking ninja. Heck yeah, yeah man. He's Rocky because he's solid. 
Yeah. I'm Colt because I'm fast, and he's Tom Tom because he'll eat anything. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I have the candy. <laughs> and ironically, I, I am the fattest out of the two brothers. <laughs> <laughs> so, what, what kind of guitar does Tom Tom play? Tom Tom is a strat guy, all right? He knows the blues. Like no, Tom Tom is playing a, a Jackson Dinky. <laughs> okay. Hot like pink. a warlock, a BC Rich warlock. <laughs> he's got a lot of he's got a lot of living left to do. I think Tom Tom <laughs> plays a Titan. There you go. There Product you go. placement. I can see that. Sponsored oh, ad. Nice. This episode is brought to you. I'm gonna uh, cut that out because Coward didn't pay us anything. To... <laughs> Tom he owes us five five dollars and forty five cents. Yeah, he, he has to buy some freaking stickers, and then I'll talk about his guitars. Hey, by the way, where do I buy the stickers? Why don't you tell us where we buy the stickers? Okay, so uh, that's funny that you should ask that. Uh, you just send five dollars to the gear slum at gmail dot com via pi- okay. PayPal. And yeah. as a yeah, side note, you can email it. I don't think you also. <laughs> Yeah, so one, because it saves us 45 cents, uh, and we need that if we're going to get a booth at NAMM. Um, Save those 45 cents payments, yeah. Our phone booth. And then we also need your address. You'd be surprised how many people order stickers and don't include their address. I don't know. Oh, no, no, I would I would be, I would not be surprised. I run a company. Oh, yeah. It's been, about, sure. it's been about 40% of the people so far, I think, so. Uh-huh. Really? Yeah. 40%? It's, it is close. Yeah. It's nearly half. It's close to half. <laughs> I think they must think that you can just like pull it from their PayPal address. But they don't realize that you don't get that information when you do gift. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Plus, and I chose I chose a percentage that wasn't like a super round number, so it made it seem like we had had more. You know, mm-hmm. like yeah, it's mm. been like thirty seven percent. You know, <laughs> right? Like we've had a hundred orders. I don't think any of our French listeners have have given us their. Address. I know. Do you have French <laughs> listeners? No, that's, that's... we have we have a list one listener in Japan. Okay, we Josh. have uh, one listener in. Uh, uh, um, we have a South, couple in South, South Africa, Africa, couple yeah. in Australia, Vainund. Um, um, a couple Canadians. Yes, a handful couple of Canadians. Canadians. How many and listeners do you guys have in all? Several Americans. Uh, <laughs> what do we have? Several yeah, Americans. <laughs> We're, Tens of listeners. We got dozens, dozens of it, listeners. The Podbean doesn't let, won't, won't tell us exactly, but it's um, we're we're like, we're definitely over a hundred regular listeners, right? It's less than you would hope. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, I think people on Podbean can actually see it. But yeah, I, that's why I don't understand why won't they let us see it. We no, we, we can, can see, see it. How many people download each episode? But you just don't know how many like subscribers you have. That's that's what I'm saying. We so want each know episode. Each episode hits like 150 downloads after a week or so, and then okay. and then sort of creeps up from there. You know. Um, but we're on a steady incline. We're on a steady diet of nothing. Yeah. As long as you're not supported by an outer frame at an incline angle. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> <Hey-o>. <laughs> uh, let's see. What other questions do I have? Why is Aaron rank? such an oh that's who put that on the list? Why is Aaron <laughs> such an egotistical bastard? That was my that was my Easter egg for you that, that I put in like a week ago. I love you it. Told me to delete all my questions because you're a writer and I'm not. <laughs> all right, John. Um, last question. Uh huh. 
Tell us your top five favorite bands because we want to hear about your music too that you like. <sighs> it changes so much. Um, uh, I'm totally blanking all of a sudden. Um, my wife showed me a new band today called Johnny Swim that I really liked. But oh yeah, they're cool. Uh huh. But that would not be a top five. Um, no, they're not that good. So this is where I always have problems, like because I like so many genres. I could say, okay, top five in this, top five in that. Like I could go the classic route, rot or classic rock route. I'm not speaking so good tonight. Uh-huh. Um, it must be that vanilla cream ale. Um, and you know, I could I could go that route, but then I could be like, oh, jazz or whatever. I man, I have the hardest time. Um, All right, you're going on a road trip. You're making a playlist. What are the first songs Ooh, yeah. put on that playlist? The Proclaimers, five your... five hundred miles. Okay, I can do that, that. That's that's the first thing on any road trip. How old are you again? Twenty eight. <laughs> okay. Um. That's a great song. It is a great song, and it just keeps coming in strides. You can listen to a hundred times in a row. Yeah. And, and five hundred times. Five hundred times in a row. And you yeah. Can listen five hundred more times. Just to be the man. Uh. Okay. Top five bands. Um, here, can I can I minimize this app while it's still recording? Yes, oh, I okay. think so. I'm just gonna pull up iTunes because I'm I really am blinking all of a sudden and I have no idea why. Um, okay, well, so I'm one of them. I'm kind of embarrassed about, but it's just because. That's good. Okay, That's so for us. I was in high school when punk rock was like the coolest music. Okay. So, um, two of them right right off the bat is gonna be like Bowling for Soup. Even though they they really aren't that great, but just this, no, no reason to be ashamed of that. Yeah, no, I love that band. I can listen; they're just easy listening for me. Um, and then let's see, let's browse my library. I'm gonna like pick them because I never have like them narrowed down. What was the other punk band though? Um. Oh. Um. Crap! Blank me on name. Um, I like them. Yeah, that's good. Was um, it some forty one? No, actually, they're they're good, but they're not it. Um, Midtown. No. Oh, I love Midtown. It... No, I got it. Thrice or Thursday or Sim- uh, Simple Plan was the other one I really like. Simple liked. Plan. Okay. Okay. I'm just a kid. Yep. Just a kid. Do anything. Life is a nightmare. Yep. Um. You know, the other one is, is going to be probably my most favorite band, and it's the, also the most embarrassing. And it's just because I've been listening to them <laughs> since 1997, and that would be Skillet. So you were what? <laughs> Ten? I was in third grade. <laughs> they were the first CD I ever got, and I had was a it dog. The f- was it their first album? Yeah, it was their first album. That had the actual Skillet on the front. Yeah, I, I remember a- that. When they and were like, a- more grunge, kind of. Yeah, and I had a dog tag that had that skillet on it. It said Skillet 1997, and that's why I remember the year. And I've been listening. I've never them. heard a. I've never heard a skillet, but I went to Wikipedia, and there's a girl in their band that kind of looks like Carrie Byron from the MythBusters. Yes, yeah, that's their drum. Yeah, band. Skillet okay. start. They started out with like as like a three piece gr- post grunge band, and then they went kind of like industrial with their wives, like the two dudes, and now they're like they're really big in like the Christian rock scene. Yeah, yeah, they are, and yeah. and they get a lot of flack because they use a ton of, of tracks. But you know, yeah, it, it's still cool. Their newest album. So, 
my I, I have a. Why do they get flack for that? Just because it's harder for worship bands to reproduce their songs or something? They're not like worship <laughs> style. No, they're they're, they're more like, like I they're like industrial it. light. Yeah, people compare them oh, to weird. like they're like the Christian Nickelback. Unfortunately, <laughs> oh, <that's not> <laughs> but they're amazing at the same time. Like they oh, don't really are good. Anything worse than that? If Nickelback wasn't bad enough. <laughs> We made a Christian version of it. Oh. <laughs> I, but, but me, personally, I don't think it's a fair analysis, but yeah. Um, That's funny. <laughs> but, okay. So, so Skillet was the other one. So that's three, right? I got two more. Yeah. Um, all right. This one's different. Um, Mumford and Sons. Okay. I, okay. I really dig Mumford and Sons. Um, I think, believe it or not, they're... Um, uh, pull something up real quick. What's the name of that song? Okay. So they have that song, uh, Lover of the Light, and that actually might be one of my favorite songs of all time. That's a good song. I actually like Mumford and Sons. They get a lot of garbage, trash, but... Well, you know, there's a reason cool. There's a reason bands are famous, you know? Yeah. like yeah. They, There's a lot of people like them. It's like you get to a certain level. Of, oh, you're too mainstream. I'm too cool for you. It's like, eh, yeah. Yeah, everyone, man. like... Bands become popular because they're good in a lot of cases, and then because they're popular, people hate on them. You know, right? That's true. Right. Um. So that would be four. Let me see something else. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm literally making it up as I go. I'm just like <laughs> finding bands in my. Oh, that'd be fun. That's not a top five. So there's a Japanese. Uh, group called Anamanaguchi that my employee showed me that I listen to all the time. That's amazing. You should they're check like it out. A, they're it's not chiptune, but it's it's like video game music, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They they play it like uh PAX and E three and stuff like that. Yeah. What? <laughs> what it's awesome. About? How did I not know this about you, Cole? PAX is a video game expo. <laughs> I've never I've never heard of that band. I just know the name because they're they're like a nerd band that, you know, like the same way that PW bands try to exploit people's Christianity, they try to exploit people's <laughs> love of video games. Yeah, they, they, they get all the fanboys for their like own it. personal gain. And it's like girls, right? It's like cute Japanese girls that are in the band or whatever. Um, I don't know. Or maybe I not. I don't know. Well, I just came out with a collaboration with them and and you know you know the Miku pedal, the Miku? Uh, yeah so that's an actual like digital artist in japan yeah it's uh what's her name miku hatsumani <laughs> no. her name but is there's a... yeah but i'm trying to remember the name of the actual like person like... who does the voice or whatever uh anyway i have no idea but anyway they just came out with a uh, collaboration so anamanaguchi did a song with miku hatsumani miku so that was yeah, cool nice. huh. if you haven't figured out yet i'm a total nerd Total. Um, total nerd. Um, wait, wait, wait. Important <laughs> question, John. Phil, okay. where have you been? <laughs> Important question, John. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Speaking of nerds, when are your tickets for Rogue One? <laughs> oh, I don't have them yet. Oh, yes. Dude. I know. Yes. He watched all the Gilmore Girls, and he doesn't have Star Wars tickets, guys. <laughs> oh, this is embarrassing. This is just horribly embarrassing now. Wait, does that movie come out soon? Friday, apparently. It comes out oh, before this week? Well, to be fair... Nobody cares I'm... about it. It's not canonical. 
much. It is canonical. <laughs> it's Phil, not canon. It what is, are you doing with your mic? It's it not. It is canon. apocryphal. Yeah. It's part of the canon now. It's like Songs of Solomon. <laughs> no. no. So, John. It's yes. like the Gospel of Judas. No, so I have, no. I have one last question for you. I had one more band, damn it. <laughs> we'll, we'll say it then. John Mayer Trio. Okay. Oh, okay, yeah. That's, John Mayer right. Trio. that's legit. So I had, yeah. this, I had this, this guy that I studied with in grad school, and he... Uh, we got in this we got in this like habit of just listening to the John Mayer Trio album and Continuum both just like on loop all day when we were in the lab. And I actually learned to uh like it quite a bit. Yeah. It's okay. it's good stuff. And he's he's obviously like a very good guitarist. I don't think anyone sure. disputes that fact. When I worked at um I will guitar that fact. Really? Shut up, Aaron. No, just to be contrarian. <laughs> okay. When I worked at um, Guitar Center in the drum shop, we uh, we would play that DVD, uh, the the live in Los Angeles or wherever that one was. Um, we would play that just on the continuous loop, and we like the guitar the guitar uh, department would always like want to steal it. We're like, no, you can't have it. We just have it constantly going. Okay, so I have another question now. Okay. How? How do you still have a love for the Cajon when you worked in the Guitar Center drum shop? <laughs> oh. I would think that would have like beaten it out of you. No, 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 no. Okay, I have to tell you this story because I think I genuinely think this this will make your night. Okay, so <laughs> when I worked at the Guitar Center drum shop, uh, you've heard of, you've heard of the band Hanson, right? Yes. Yeah, dude. Okay. Okay. You know they're from Tulsa, right? Oh no. no. Yeah. So, oh no. Anyway, so I was working in the drum shop alone one night. So I was the only one back there. And I was helping these people. And I saw this guy come in with longish hair and he was wearing sunglasses. And he kept like looking around, thinking like, like he, he kept looking around like people were noticing him and no one was noticing him. <laughs> okay. And so, anyway. I'm, the saddest story ever told. So he's just he's like walking around, like walking through the whole drum shop, kind of like waiting for me to finish. I can tell he's waiting for me to finish with these people. And they're long-winded. They're not going anywhere. So he just leaves. And I'm like, okay. And so I, I finished with these people. I, I think I sold, you know, like some cymbal stands to a 15-year-old drummer. And his mom was there. And so I, I finish up. and I'm <laughs> alone back there. And about 10 minutes later, same dude walks up. And it's like evening. And he's wearing sunglasses. And he's wearing, like, a jacket with, like, he, I don't think he had a hoodie up, but he had, like, something up to where, like, kind of covering up his, like, his, like, back of the neck. And, you know, he's just all super stealthy. He looked like somebody who thought they were celebrity trying to avoid the paparazzi, and no one could care less. And <laughs> sure enough, it's the youngest Hanson, because I had to put yes. his information in the computer, and he grabs yeah. a cajon, he sets it on the counter, he's like, I want this. I'm like, okay, great. <laughs> And I, I knew who he was, but I was like, what's your name? He's like, and I, well, who's the youngest one? Is it Taylor? I don't know. I, I don't know their the names. Middle one. It's Isaac, Taylor, and something else. Okay. Well, whichever Isaac, one's the I youngest. Think it's Tum Tum. <laughs> Tum Tum. Right. Tum Hanson. So, so whichever one's the youngest one, he goes, I'm, you know, I'm Tum Tum Hanson. And I was like, all right, last name? He goes, Hanson. I was like, oh, okay. And I just put it in. Didn't act like anything. And Did it, you ask if it was E-N or O-N? That would have been great. Oh, is that I didn't think about that. I'm not mean. I'm just, you know. Yeah, uh, I am. Any, anyway, so so I put it in the computer, and he's like, okay, thanks. And he just grabs it and, like, runs out of the shop. I'm like, 
in the back of my head, I'm thinking, dude, no one cares. Yeah. Like, <laughs> there's no, there's no screaming girls in here. There, there's, <laughs> there's no 14 year old girls that really are gonna get excited. So anyway, that was that was an interesting story about Appar- the Apparently, they're still like. Apparently, they're actually a decent band now. Like they're kind of yeah, like. Yeah, no, they are. They're kind of like. They are. Because they've played so much from such a young age, like they've all gotten mm-hmm. really good at their instruments and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. No, I'm they, not disputing anything. And, and and he was super nice and all that. I've just. I, it was just funny to me because clearly yeah, yeah, totally. he's been so famous for so long. <laughs> like he's expecting somebody to stop him. And the poor guy just wants to get in and out of Guitar Center to grab a home <laughs> to probably go home and finish a track that he needs it on. And I'm thinking, yeah, yeah. you know, this is not the place where they're going to stop you. That's you know, pretty funny. Wait, and what what year was this? This was 2008. <laughs> wow. Okay. So like way, well, way after. Way Ten years after. after. Yeah. <laughs> Ten years after Mbop. Yeah, totally. <laughs> well, I mean, what, the thing is, though, like the only people in the shop at the time were like, you know, some 17 year old kid trying to play, you know, <laughs> crazy train out in the guitar area on a PV with a, a Dean guitar, you know, and it's just like, cranked as loud as it can possibly go. Always, yeah, always. They're just person. <laughs> it's it's a uh, it's crazy train or uh, last resort by Papa Roach, right? Yeah, or uh, smoke on the water <laughs> yeah. out of tune. <laughs> Yeah. No breathing. That's actually one of my top five favorite bands, Papa Roach. Is it? I knew that about you. I guessed it. One of the other ones is Crazy Town. Yeah. Is that what they were called? Yeah. Butterfly. Come, my lady. Come, my lady. They were just legit. They were legit. Hip hop artists. Am I horrible if I don't like that song? I hate no, that it's song. awful. It's the worst no, song ever. ever. That song. <laughs> Some ladies come, it ladies fell. go through my revolving door. Some ladies never come back. Most come back for more. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's another crazy town song. So Phil, Phil, do you have something to say to John? Uh, when are you getting your Rogue One tickets? Uh, tomorrow, because I just found out it's coming out on Friday tonight. <laughs> I, did, I didn't realize it was that soon. And don't you want to tell them what you're thankful for? John, I will say that it's been fun having you. And um, I know you, your company has been through a lot of garbage, but it seems like you're handling it well, which is cool. Thank you. And I think I you're on that. up. And I actually think your new design for your pedal board is better than the last one. I appreciate so, that. I think you'll do well. Yeah. They're cool. I think you got They're something, kid. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Here's looking at you, kid. <laughs> and the only other thing I want to say is thanks for friendship. Yeah, John. Thanks for friendship. Thanks for friendship. Well, guys, thanks for friendship.